All right, you guys. Hey, it's your girl, Itty Bitty J. Welcome back to Dear 20-something. And this is the Christmas edition. Now, Christmas has already passed, and I'm a few days behind. It was two days ago. So we're just going to call this a belated Christmas. We're just going to roll with that. So basically, this whole podcast, this episode is dedicated to kind of getting you guys prepared for the new year and what's to come. So it kind of really rolls in the same ballpark. I was thinking about trying to do it the day of Christmas or the day fresh after Christmas. And I was spending time with family. So I really didn't have that much time to kind of sit down. But I have been writing the outline for the episode and getting things prepared for you guys. So here I am. And welcome back, you guys. I hope everybody had a very, very, very joyous Christmas with their family and their loved ones created memories and moments. Um, the holidays is really designed for that type of thing. And I'm hoping everybody kind of got their mind right, got that little piece of love that they need before the year closes out. And we can start preparing for the new year. Um, one thing that I do want to announce is that I was looking back into some stuff while I was preparing for the episode. And I realized that it has been a year for Dear 20-something. So I created the podcast. My first episode was on December 1st, 2017. And I have had many transitions from the time I started, how it came about, and where we are now. And truthfully, you would think that I would be a little bit further along. But honestly, I haven't been as consistent. And I'm working diligently right now to make sure that I can come to you guys as often as need be. So yeah like it's so crazy though you know because I've learned so much and I'm becoming more of a natural at this um whole podcasting thing and just letting it flow naturally and just being comfortable enough to come with you guys with how I'm feeling what's going on and even what's going on in y'all life I honestly want to have conversations with you guys in the uh perspective of you know, what's going on today and what's going on in y'all lives. So that's something that I'm really interested in doing. I'm really proud of that I was able to create somewhat of a platform for myself and yet others to kind of express themselves and vent. So I just kind of wanted to give that announcement that it definitely has been a whole year for Dear 20-something. Can I get some love, y'all? You see, I, I I deserve that. I deserve that. You know, but I I know I can um I can do a little better with consistency. But don't worry about it. We ain't gonna talk about my faults. We ain't gonna talk about that. We just gonna talk about what's going on right now, right? Exactly. So, with that being the announcement, I want to kind of talk about like the ups and downs of the Dear Twenty Something the podcast within itself. So, when I first started it, I remember like I was in a very um. I was in an emotional place. I was struggling really bad. Um, I just kind of moved back to uh, Florida, um, and I was living from house, the couch to couch, house to house, and really just trying to work and trying to get myself there. And it was because I felt like at that time I had nobody to turn to. I seemed like I was watching like this TED Talk. Uh, it wasn't even a TED Talk. It was like Gary V was, um, I think, on The Breakfast Club, and I watched that religiously. Um, and he was kind of giving advice on how, like, us millennials, we have everything at the, you know, at our, in our access, in our hands, and we can kind of make things for ourselves, just kind of just using these tools and stuff. So I went ahead and um, downloaded the app, Anchor to be exact, and I started from there, and it just 
the idea was for me to just kind of express myself in a magnitude where I felt safe in the comfort of my own home or at the time I didn't have a home. So I just wanted some type of safe haven where I could just express myself. And like, as I did that first episode, I was telling people about it because I'm like, yo, like, you know, this is, y'all need to take a listen. And as I'm expressing myself, people were saying that they had either common struggles or they felt the same way or they can, I empathize with what was going on. So that kind of like made me want to go harder because these people were expecting, um, me to kind of like, I guess do what I told them that I was trying to do. So I went ahead and continued to try to make sure that I had some type of product. So then it went from me just expressing myself to kind of taking this journalism approach of like trying to interview people like I was on the University of West Florida's campus kind of like seeing how people felt with the culture the climate um trying to get interviews because I thought that having people on would make it a little bit more um I guess interesting and honestly like that wasn't working out for me because at the time I was still uncomfortable with what I was doing I really didn't know what direction I was trying to go in but um it really made for um growth for me um so I had a few interviews with some of the students at UWF and um from there I started working at Navy Federal which was an amazing job and from that time I saw a friend of mine he was a DJ we worked together in the past and I knew that he had his him a little podcast show um as well and I told him like what I was trying to do and like I didn't really know what direction I was going in but I kind of wanted to learn so if I could shadow him at his little at his uh radio station I don't say little I don't know why I keep saying that but if I could come to like his show and kind of shadow them and see how they do it so I can have at least an idea of how I should present myself and things like that so I he he was like yeah you know come through blah blah it's kind of like a man cave and it was cool I came through the first night you know he kind of put me on the spot and I was able to talk and it was it felt like I was natural in that setting of like just kind of expressing how I felt and then from then they offered me like my own segment um, on a different day to have my show on that station with them just on a different day and I was so honored for like just even the invitation you know what I mean because I was still kind of figuring it out but that gave me a a platform to kind of like create like this show that was bigger than myself and like at the time like the idea that I had because of the platform like you know they had uh, actually in live DJ in the studio um there was like commentary we was talking about topics that was going on and um it was great it was good and I learned so much from that as far as like how to co-host and how to be a part of a system that's already going on and how to kind of um maneuver with somebody else and that was a learning thing for me um what my struggles with that began to be was that I found myself because of I had like a out like I had three hours to fill um I found myself drifting from my total concept of like what what I wanted to do with Dear 20 something and kind of like gravitating towards to the 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 general blogger vlogger type thing where I'm reporting on like just current news that's going on um like the celebrities and things like that and not to say that I don't want to do that stuff I I do but because I had so much time I had to kind of fill it with fluff and I would uh at the time it was at nighttime the show was taking place and I had a show where I like to converse. I want to go back and forth on real issues. And the environment just wasn't conducive to that type of conversation. So sometimes I felt like my guests would be uncomfortable. So it just kind of 
it was a great opportunity, but it just wasn't my fit. Um, but I'm grateful for, you know, just having the help and just somebody believe in me and support me and like even give me an opportunity to do that. So I was really grateful for that. Then after that, I kind of drift, I drifted back off and I got back on anchor, like my the first platform that I started with. And it was like, you know, I had to learn my feet again because, you know, I started doing interviews with others, with others. I would do topics that I care about. So we had the episode, if you guys tuned in to the man cave one, when we were talking about R. Kelly, um, uh, and all the things that was going on with Bill. And that was a really good conversation. If you haven't heard it, please listen, because these men give their perspectives on like that type of thing. And that, those are the conversations that I wanted to have. So I was still transitioning through life, trying to figure out like where the hell I'm going to be today or where I'm going to be tomorrow. And then trying to fit this into, so I kind of got away with it when life hit me hard. And, um, then, yeah, like, so I was, I was having trouble just figuring out the basis of, like, what this podcast was about. So after I took a break and was going through it, kept talking, some people was asking me about it, um, and every time I wanted to approach, it was just kind of weird. But anyway, moving forward, from that, I got back to my roots, and I'm back on the podcast, and a lot has happened. We talked about the transitions, and I'm back to, like, where I started at, and Within a year's time, all of this has happened for the podcast and throughout all this, as though I didn't gain like a lot of traffic the way that I thought I would have. It's not even about that because for me, if I touch one person or if somebody, one person can relate to me, I'm good off that. So I've learned throughout the year that, you know, how to become a podcaster and how to be okay with my content and like how to level level it out and to make sure that I stay true to myself. That's the best thing that I can do and be consistent. So that's a little bit about the, you know, the transitions and the developments of Dear 20-something, and most importantly, I want to thank everybody who's been riding with me. And, you know, even though there's been hiccups up in there, you guys have are my listeners, supporters, and I love you guys. And without that, I would not even be able to come to you guys repeatedly and be able to be as transparent and vulnerable with all these things. So I thank you so much for tuning in and just being a supporter of mine. I love you guys. So, yes, thank you. So, that's the first announcement and before we jump into the conversation i want you guys to go ahead and take a music break so that we can like really dive into some things that i want to discuss and how to prepare for the new year these are going to be some helpful tools thank you for listening to dear 20 something it's your girl itty bitty J.
Okay, you guys, welcome back to Dear 20-something, and I just wanted to kind of go past some current events that's going on currently, and uh, one of the things is, I know there's a big debate on who's the king of R&B, Jacquees, uh, self-proclaimed the title for himself so everybody's been in a frenzy on who they deem to be the actual king you guys can comment and let me know what you guys think um, as far as who you think is the king of R&B of this generation um, also another current thing that's going on right now is the movie called um, Bird Box um, everybody's it's like a Netflix film so it, if you have the Netflix account you um, can watch it and tell me what you guys thought about that. I had to watch it like no, give it two times because for me, uh, it's a good movie as far as like it keeps you intrigued. But um, and just in case you're listening, I'm not giving out spoilers. It's just it's intriguing because there's a lot going on. But what I didn't like was that I feel like the plot had no purpose. It had no climax, and they didn't tell us the root of what was going on. Or, like, what it was that was affecting people. So, you guys can go in and have your own opinion on that. I'm just announcing what's going on. And, most importantly, um, coming out in March 2019, uh, Jordan Peele is creating yet another phenomenal movie. And just from the trailer, I can already tell that this movie is going to be the bomb. It's called Us, the movie. And, basically, he's, like... From what I can see, it's really about how we can be the the demise of our success. So, like, I think it's going to be really good. And if you saw Get Out, then you know how phenomenal th- that this man is. Like, his work is just impeccable. Like, so I know this movie's going to be good. So, I think they already opened up um, places so you can go purchase tickets early for March 2019, but please, please, please already know this movie's gonna be good. Like, I can already tell. And he used the I Got Five on it, and I've never thought of that song in a horrific way, but he, come on now, it takes a mad scientist, a genius, to be able to twist a dope song like that and correlate it to a horror film. So, it fit perfectly, so that's dope. Okay. So those are the current events, right? So let's get get right into it. So what I wanted to give you guys today was I wanted to give you guys helpful tools to prepare you all for the new year. And my approach normally, much like everybody else, is to kind of create a resolution to, I guess, to go into the year with. And... I think about a year ago, I kind of dropped that tradition because it wasn't working for me. And at the end of the year, I get left with feeling like I failed because I did not meet my resolution that I set out for myself. It's sometimes it's impossible. I don't think that it's impossible you for you to achieve a goal like that. But we're human. We slack up. And then when we don't meet the goal, sometimes we feel like we fail, which in all reality, your failures are lessons. So... I kind of gave that up last year. So here are some helpful tools that I think can help you guys um, prepare for the new year. So one thing that I would recommend is to reflect. And that can be self-reflection in any form. And either even if it's not self-reflection, it could be reflecting on just um, others and your encounters with them and the things that you've done. 
so it just reflects so don't forget to pay respects to the last 365 days that you just experienced so the good the bad it all happened but it's important to acknowledge that the lessons that you learn will carry you into the new year and you will be conscious not to make the same mistakes so be sure to reflect on those things um that you just experienced within the last 365 days you know and three questions that i have posed for um everyone to consider is what or who are the type of people or things that were worthy of your time and effort so reflect on that another question is what would I do differently given the same set of circumstances? So for me, if I could use myself as an example, within the last six to five days, I could have been uh, more consistent. That's my biggest issue. Throughout life, um, I know things are going to happen, but I have to be able to kind of push forward with my brand, my product, uh, my platform because I'm creating an audience and those audience want to hear me, want me to come here and deliver what I've already said that I would do. So I'm, I know that I will be aware of like life happens, but I should still push forward throughout the smoke, um, overcome obstacles So that's me. So you guys think of some things that you can do or what would you do differently had you been given given the same set of circumstances? Um, Last question. In what ways did or did you not measure up to your potential? Now these all seem like, uh, depends on what your perspective is. These can all be questions that kind of are rooted in the fact of maybe you failed at something this year. But no, it's just reflecting on things or your shortcomings, which we all have, to improve them in the future or maximize off them in the future. So that's the first one of reflecting. My second um, tip is I have it labeled as a game plan. So the game plan basically is just talking about strategizing on your next moves for the next 12 months to come. So that can be anywhere of like making sure that you get your health plans um, together. Make sure you guys enroll in the health plan for the year. I cannot stress this enough on how important that is. And once you have enrolled in a healthcare plan um be sure to book all your appointments get your checkups get these doctor visits get them all out of the way at the beginning of the year so you can start off knowing that you are good you have a clear mind a clear conscience um start cleaning out the clutter like that's what it's about cleaning out the clutter so set up your appointments get your health care plan going maybe rearrange your wardrobe you know how do you want to present yourself in the new year? Um, switch it up. Clean house. I've always been of the tradition, and in my household, we always felt like your house, how you 
live and or how your house is at the time the new year strike is how your house will be for the next 365 days to come so make sure you clean your house do a deep 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 cleaning because you want to make sure that you have clarity in all spaces and accesses along with that make sure or try to clean out or empty out your uh emails or your voice boxes or anything like that your voicemail and clear out everything you know you just want to have a clean slate tie up all your loose ends get everything arranged just strategize on how you want to come into the new year and tackle it accordingly so those are important things to do that i would recommend to get you ready and fired up for the new year to come because at that point when you have no cluster you have at least a clear target on what you need to be doing um and the last tip would be just a resolution now i stated before that you know my resolution used to be this that and the third but as of a year ago i kind of let that go and last year my resolution was just simply to recover so i didn't have like this big game plan on like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna do all these things blah blah no my game plan was to only recover i because 2016 for me was a really hard year uh no 2017 was a really hard year for me and after just feel like yo i just need time to just get back off my feet and um yeah so that's what i it was no pressure for me so at the end of the year right now i don't feel like i failed i actually feel pretty goddamn good granted all the things that happened this year i feel really good because i didn't put that overbearing pressure on myself of like trying to meet some some crazy resolution that we know we probably gonna fall short to but i guess for some people who are strong-minded or strong-willed to be able to touch small goals like that then maybe you can go ahead and do it but for me it just didn't work out so i feel good at just kind of tackling everything one day at a time so this year i don't really have a resolution i just know that i want to be better so when i reflect on the things that i deem as my shortcomings I just want to fix those areas. I'm work on those areas. And then from there, I feel like with one day of progress will somewhat add up to like success in other areas later on, you know? So that's how I tackle it. So with that resolution, find healthy and helpful like perceptions of things. So Say if something terrible happens, it's all about perception. If you have a healthy thinking mindset, um, you can either be looking at the glass half full or half empty. And it really is about perception because if you go into something with a positive mindset, regardless if it's a negative situation, you're still going to be able to come out feeling good about the situation and how you reacted because you were positive. And it may not be as volatile as you may deem it to be if you're in a clear thinking headspace and just willing to just be more about light than darkness so think about changing your perspective on things that's my resolution is to make like just think about perception okay your thoughts can be literally your worst enemy and we make up excuses and and because of that we end up putting things off or you even give up on just different things so if you change your perception of certain situations it will help you move forward past that negative vibe and just see it through. So just look at life differently and tackle them accordingly. Pay attention to the positives. 
Be sure of that. Pay attention to the positives and not your shortcomings. So, also, with resolution, be sure to recharge. Make sure that you're taking that extra time to, like, disconnect from the life stressors and engage in activities that are meaningful to you. So, that could either be anywhere from self-care and relaxation. You can even take a stab at the arts. Engage in just healthy activities such as yoga or meditation. I am an advocate for those things because since I've implemented those things into my life, I have been getting better results than I used to get in the past and how I used to approach conflict. So I definitely will recommend those things. And I think the most important thing too is just to maintain important friendships and just relationships with people throughout because we are a species that do thrive off love. Some people may say they don't leave love, but those are the most angriest people in the world. But we do thrive off love and connections and encounters. So be sure to maintain meaningful friendships, relationships, and encounters. And those are really my tips, you guys. So the three tips I had for you guys was just to have, you know, a moment of reflecting, set a game plan on what you want to do, and have a resolution. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like this whole big thing. I'm going to knock this out in a year's time. Take it one day at a time. And I can assure you that you will be moving in a better pace at your destiny than you just trying to kind of meet the quota of what society's doing. Take your time. So, and I'm sure much like you guys, you probably feel like you're the only person in the world dealing with this or thinking like this, but trust me, you're not alone. You only feel this way because you haven't talked to me yet. So, thank you guys for listening to Dear 20-something. This is the Christmas edition, but what we said, belated Christmas. So I want you guys to go into the new year with just high hopes, love, and prosperity. Thank you so much. And happy new year, you guys. Thank you for listening to what? Dear 20-something. It's been a year, y'all. I can't believe it. I really cannot believe it. Thank y'all for listening. So. Dancer to the question I never asked.
something it's your girl itty bitty j and i am now currently hanging out with my two good girlfriends i'm just gonna allow them to introduce themselves hello world my name is lala and i am so happy to be a part of the conversation tonight and nadine as always i'm back <laughs> all right so um Basically, we're just going to be talking about um, growth. So I had like this idea and a concept and I had asked my girls about like, you know, how to further the conversation and Nadine mentioned just kind of like, you know, growth is a good way to start it and it's kind of broad and we can take it from different like point of views and just take it in different avenues and you all can also join in the conversation by like just commenting or telling me what you think or um, how you feel about some of the things that we're saying. So... <clears throat> One thing that I, like, really, really feel like currently what I'm experiencing is, like, you know, sometimes when you leave, like, you know, your family and you go off, like, and you come back, you don't really truly relate as much and you can have difficulty, like, just kind of meshing with them. And um, I know I'm going through that right now. Um, but you were talking about uh, growth, Nadine. So, like, how, what is your perspective on, like, growth and, like, how you feel, like, like how that relates to you right now? Um, right now, I think that I am in a weird space because I, I see myself outgrowing not just my family aspect, but because um, I really haven't had, I kind of feel like I've been away from my family for a while now, other than like my mom and my dad, my sister, but my the people that grew up with me, I've been away from them. So they really don't know me in this phase of my life. But also the friends that I feel like I've had over the course of the last few years, I've outgrown them. And, you know, and it hurts. For instance, you know, I know I talk about my best friend a lot. And me and her, we never really fell out. But we outgrew each other. And that's even a harder conversation to have with other people who knew us prior to. Because it's like, hey, you know, you guys used to always be together, but we just outgrew each other. There's not any harshness there. But I just wanted something different, and she went a different way. And so growth has been a very um, isolating process for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I am with my growth right now. It's just dealing with that isolation of it, of needing it, and um, becoming comfortable in that. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like like you know, that's like when you said like growth is just you have to become comfortable with that too because it is uncomfortable. Yeah, like you know, anything that has to do with change is going to be uncomfortable. Um, just because you're unsure, you don't know what the outcome is going to be and the the process feels uncomfortable um, for growing. I know with me, um, with my growth, it seems like it's more uncomfortable for me than the people around me because it's like, yeah. I feel like I'm slowly walking into the territory that I want to be in. 
you're trying to fit in or you're trying to become the person that you want to be you know and a lot of it is a lot of people really don't know what they're doing we just kind of act like (laughs) or we pretend we know what we're doing and that's a lot of people that's doing that um but once you get it you got it and one one thing I love about going back home and going back to where I came from is um, the humbling aspect of seeing um, how far you've grown, how much you've um, come through. And like one thing I will say about my family is that they've always been very receptive to learning. So I feel like whenever I grow, my family grows, whatever I've learned and I want to put them on, even if they're not even if I have to water it down for them, they're always receptive of it. So it's like, you could be that black sheep. You could be that person to step out and leave um, in a, an uncomfortable environment. I was the first person to leave to go away from college. And um, my sisters, and so they were, my, my older sister just wasn't willing to do that. And we're from a small town. But it was nerve-wracking for me to leave. Um, but it's my new normal now. Yeah. And whenever I come home, I get a warm reception. And it's always like whatever I bring home, ideas, food, you know, experiences, it's always like, hey, if you can do it, we can do it. You know, like if you win it, we win it. And I love that because it's, it shows that we're all expanding. And um, that's the goal, yeah. you know. You see, for me, it was like... It's similar, but there's very, like, <clears throat> a lot of um, differences, and differences like, with you in my situation. So, for me, I, I'm also, like, a first-gen, and I, could, I can't say that I can describe my family as one that's open to change. It's, you're very um, just conditioned to just, like, the day-to-day life. Like, that's just what you're used to, so... Even me going away, that was just kind of like, that came out of me just being stubborn. Like, I know this is just, there's more to life. This is just not me. And when I went away, like, I I even had a moment of, like, being sh- shocked, like, into, like, this whole way of, like, resolving conflict or, like, looking at life different, like, people and, like, how they, like, just take on perspectives. And so it, it opened my mind and it wanted, it made me want to, like, want to learn more about myself and like see how much like things I can like get into like how can I push the like envelope and I knew always that I wanted to be like able to kind of break the cycle with my family of like just doing like the you know just the same thing over and over again because they didn't have the opportunity to know the answers so for me like now that I'm in that position and like I've become comfortable with searching and finding new things about myself and like just becoming like more of like who I love and not versus like a person that just regrets and just hides like their voice behind just fear and like now that I'm like I get put in those like family situations like like you say it's a humbling experience and like before when I was thinking about it, I was just like hmm I don't know if I feel humble but in a sense like like you said like you get there and you see like how far you've come so for me I had to become comfortable with you're gonna be on even if you're uncomfortable like you're gonna have to get used to this like so like instead of minimizing like it's just kind of like 
I'm comfortable with you being uncomfortable with this version of me. Right. So right. I, that's what like you gotta shine like, regardless. You yeah. gotta show your colors and. But that was uncomfortable for me before. Like it was more so like once I got back, I would just kind of minimize myself to like doing the old things that I'm used to, so they wouldn't feel like I'm you know I'm different. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. 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 So. A lot of people they expect you um you know with the black community um we're still working on helping one another and uniting um but i think the black community community is just so used to um a lot of our fellow men and women leaving and changing yeah. you know becoming a new person and forgetting where they yeah. came from you you see a lot of celebrities in media um you know, I won't name anyone specifically, but you, whether it's politics or entertainment or, you know, sports, it's like the conditions that made you, you know, yeah. that gave you that grit and the backbone and the the, the tenacity just to be who you are. Yeah. Um, you leave that behind and you part of you, um, like we, we call it growth, you know, you adapt to your environment. Um, so you are you are a new person you are a better version of yourself but then you forget where you came from or you forget what responsibility comes with this new role because I personally feel like it is a responsibility Mm -hmm. to um you know take someone with you teach someone mentor someone or go back and and do something for your community to show that you haven't forgotten about showing up and showing your face is not enough you know But that's what that's what um, the future's for, because that's why we have these conversations is to start shifting the dynamic. Because yeah, we're we, all family. Yeah, and like I was um, mentioning um, earlier before, like off the podcast about just the whole like the existence of the crab in a barrel, um, like analogy when it comes to like black people, because like if you think about it, most most other. Um, races or communities they sometimes always have somebody at the door a gatekeeper who's telling like hiring their own kind or uh, giving them the opportunities to be in those positions to have generational wealth and like sometimes with our people we tend to focus on like you know not not working on what we're doing like looking at somebody else's plate and letting our food go cold because they're like you know watching we're watching them eat and it's just like you become jealous and envious and then like you would rather you be on top than your own your own people and like i think it's good what you're saying because now we need to focus on like how how can we produce like more gatekeepers like how can we a lot like help our own people so i think it's really important to like yes you know it can be a uncomfortable journey to leave you know become be the first to do something and take the blows and things like that but it's important to never forget where you came from and i guess that's what you mean by humbling um as well um but it's important like we need more people like with our you know with our people to be able to do that for us yeah and i feel like um for me i think i've always really been that outlier um, because I came here from Africa and like my my cousins really just didn't know much about who I was and so I think that um, a lot of what they assumed about me you know kind of gave me this image of oh she's a goody two shoes and, and now I'm kind of growing up they really never took that opportunity to really get to know me in depth 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's interesting going home because, you know, it's still like I'm still that outsider in a way, even though like I've grown up with you guys, you know, we've been through all this together, but you guys still really don't know me. You just know that, oh, you know, this is my cousin from Africa, whatever, whatever. And like I'm just now getting to the point where like certain of them will reach out to me and we'll talk. Um, but even then, like, the the conversations aren't, it's not, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not really conversations of much substance for me because of where I am right now in life. And as much as I want to, like, bring them along this journey with me, you know, I want them to move out of that place. I want them to want to better themselves I want to show them I want to teach them but then there has to be a willingness there as well to accept that you know just because this is where we are this is where you are this doesn't mean this is how you have to live you don't have yeah, it to doesn't live define you it doesn't define who you are and you're not conditioned to your environment you can always change what you want like it's all about like just believing wanting and like just working at it like it takes work I, I, it's it's funny um, how all everyone here, no one here is. Um, everyone here has some kind of like Caribbean or African root. So um, this we wouldn't call this our homeland. You know, um, just just because you're Jamaican, I'm Haitian, and you're. I didn't know you were from Africa, mm-hmm. but um, it's cool to to hear that because I think what like it makes me think about our parents and our and you know the people who actually had to take that journey to come overseas into a new country you know adapt a new language and just just become make that decision but become comfortable with doing that like you think it's bad going home uh, an hour drive, a <laughs> uh, five-hour. Imagine yeah. going back to your home country, yeah. and and the the growth and the different. Oh, you brand new. <laughs> oh, you forgot about us. Like it's so. And and the same thing with the responsibility. It's like, um, I grew up watching my mom, um, taking uh, every month taking a portion of her income to make sure that her family back home was taken care of. Yeah, and now that that's instilled in me. I know that that's something I want to do and I have, you know, I want, because it's just, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, to even see how far we've come, you know, because hell, moving from one apartment to another apartment, (laughs) that is a headache, you know, moving from one city to another city, just, you know, promotions, all these things and changes that happen in life. Um, it scares us and it's but you you quickly get comfortable with where where you are and you're looking for that next opportunity, but you forget to look back and see how far you've come. And not just you, what your ancestors contributed to you because you could you didn't do it all by yourself, you know, and then you you still know you got farther you wanna go. Like dang, I'm not even halfway there where I want to be, you know, and imagine where your kids will go and all that. It's it's very yeah, humbling. It's, it's, you know? I, and it's very tough, you know, to Absolutely. take on the responsibility as it is. Um, but I don't know. It's, I just know it, it's tough. It's tough to, take on, to be the one to take on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And regardless of, like, the criticism or 
what you you know tell yourself throughout of it you know you still have to remember like why you why you're doing it in the first place so it, it can be it can be tough home will yeah, yeah. home will remind you of why you're doing it so you can yeah. I'm, I know like sometimes I'll be so worn out from work from life and I'll just look forward to going home and just being in there nothing could be going on just being in the presence of family laughing and stuff it just it's a refresher it is picks you back up it is especially after like life beat you down like You know, I was, I know this is, this is kind of off topic, but when we're talking about growth and um, um, just how far we've come as a black community, because we're getting there, man. We had a yeah. black president, so we, we getting somewhere. We, we have black people in like, you know, um, in Congress now. Right. Um, so we're so, growing yeah. as a community. And um, I, I've been thinking about the um so the people we see the most of course are celebrities and mm-hmm. stuff on TV mm-hmm. and they kind of mold and shape um the ideas of um ourselves and our lives and what we want for ourselves and um I'm I'm looking at the couples and the people that's in the spotlight right now and I really have to applaud the the recognition that's being given to black couples Will yeah. and Jada, Beyonce oh and Jay Z, yeah. yes. even Cardi and her no good. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just like really mine, Papu. You know, like, black it's love. like these this and it's not perfect because these people are being honest about it, but they're sticking it out. Yeah, and I can appreciate that because that's not something we're used to seeing, and that's not how culture has depicted. But I just appreciate people. how like society has like just turned its eyes towards us now yeah, like in every way of life you know the yeah. arts if you think about like what's on film now like even in television music like fashion yeah yeah like yeah everything it's, it's, that's now pop culture yeah uh, you know? being black is pop it, it is it is you see it's true. they can wear it out <laughs> Once some other coaches started dabbling into yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's pop culture. It's um, so it's, so they are watching I always have us. Been. They are watching us, and I appreciate the people because I now that I'm older and I'm hearing about the stories of like Whitney Houston and um who was the um um. Who was Anna Mae, the one who was getting beat? Tina Turner. Tina Turner. <laughs> oh, hey, Aaliyah. You know, oh, just gosh. Right. We're not even... Listen, not I've been trying to stray... There, but I'm just Let's saying just not stray away from Aaliyah. She <laughs> you got know, a lot of things going on. Kelly. Just all uh, of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> She's just throwing it out. I'm uh, just throwing it out. Because it, it, it is our history. It is our culture, you know? And, and I, everything that is happens in the dark will come to light. Oh. But that's not our... I'm not saying it's not still stuff that's happening in the dark, but we are lit. But there's more. There's more good examples for us to follow. There's more people for us to respect. We got billionaires. But but, you know, honestly. They I, they did have like you know representation back then too because if you think of like Fresh Prince you know Cosby yeah. uh, you know oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm 
So now yeah. there's more and different kinds, different flavors, different that's versions. True. So that's, that's really true. good too. Cause I like, will done held it down. Ooh, we're holding it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think too. Um, I don't know if y'all read. Ooh, this but, my jam. Um, Jay Z and Kylie Jenner have like top. Matched yeah, they matched other. as far as like uh, the top entertainers, and it's interesting because Jay Z. Look at how long it took him to get to that point. And Kylie Jenner, who is not a black person, is being supported broadly by black people and by ripping off black culture. And I just feel like what goes into that, too, is the fact that, you know, time and technology have changed you. So if they had, like, streaming and all type of... Because she made music, too, if you, you know, Kylie. She made music. Yes, child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yes. I don't know if we have a sample. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear but, no, example, right? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 she has But you know, job. it's just, it was like, it's, my point is that it's taking from black culture is how she's getting mm-hmm. this off of lips that she fake, fake lips to look like a black girl's lips to sell to black women and other women. You know, it's just, it's, it's stealing, it's robbing from our culture and then she's capitalizing off of it. And it's I just, I mean, one could that, argue Ari right now. Ariana Grande, like, oh, yeah, no. you know, this one, this yeah, recent song, yeah. sheesh. I mean, <laughs> so many people were saying, like, like, I heard so many samples. Oh, but yeah, but I, mean, I mean, I get it. It's just, I'm you know, it's. It's just the music game right now is just so saturated. Ariana Grande is a great artist, but I do feel yeah. like, you know, there. I feel like our community is doing too much too, like to gravitate towards us too, because they we always do that. We yeah. we we always glorify somebody who is just taking our style, who don't yeah. look like us, you know, whatever, yeah. and then get mad when they, you know, the take over, <laughs> take over. Because the I mean, but we, it doesn't. We always <laughs> like, get mad. Think about all the other black porn pornos that hit the internet before oh, Kim God. Kardashian. And y'all chose to glorify her. I mean, but, but she was <laughs> in Melissa the industry, Ford. though. She was... Oh, she... she okay? I, I know she's going through something right yeah. now. She had got into an accident. Mm-hmm. So I don't like, know about that one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, but we, had other, still, we, yeah. had, we had But like, other Iggy, yeah. who they did yes. that to Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Um, you know, so, like, you can't really be mad, like... I was actually on the subject of, um, like, black couples. I was actually uh, talking to a friend of mine, and I was clearly uneducated about it. I didn't do enough research because I went off of what I saw on TV, like, oh, black men, white women, you know, oh, this is all you guys want. He was like, Nadine, like, the majority of black men are married to black women. And he said the majority of black successful men, I'm not saying famous, but successful are married to black women so i went and i did my research at that point i'm like damn like yeah it's a large the major a large majority of black men are married to black women even though that's not what we see on tv right. you know they don't publicize it mm-hmm. but there are a lot of successful speaking of women. which like the commercial we just recently saw like with yeah. the white grandma <laughs> yeah. and the granddad was black well, and grandkids yeah, the, the, the mixed generation is yeah. um Taking our relations as well, so they're incorporating that. But I mean, we but that's how it's always been when it came to like marketing on TV. Like they never like marketed to our community. Like they're always Mm -hmm. marketing to like what would sell. Like who's Mm -hmm. paying attention? And like right now, you know, 
like because like they don't want to depict like black people as loving soft like um you know being able to express being human like i have a problem with that i have a problem known with as anger angry or my abusive um, with like for instance and i won't say any names but i know a few of my cousins that you know always have kids or they prefer to have kids with men that are outside of their race which is their prerogative but for me like and it's it's almost like a a thing that i've watched them grow to self-hate in a way their dark skin the self-hate and things that i always thought was beautiful because i mean like i said i'm african so to me like that is beautiful like i wanted to be dark i wanted to be you know melanated like i wanted my daughter to be brown like i want my daughter to be brown you know so it was hard for me to see that you know oh you you're sticking out in this terrible relationship with this man because oh you want to have these kids that are mixed and you don't you know it's just and i don't know if it's just where she is or where they are that is causing that or just that oh i want to have light-skinned babies and even like their moms are like oh yeah my daughter my grandbabies are light-skinned and i'm like okay my son is brown and he loves being brown you know like he takes pride in that like no i'm not white i'm brown like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's his thing you know and he doesn't see his color as a um as a negative thing so i try and keep him away from that as well but i just see that self-hate and that coming from the parents first of all that started that oh you're brown oh you're dark they're like your daddy and then all of a sudden now she's grown up to hate and he's grown up to hate his skin color now you've purposefully put yourself in a situation where it is negatively impacting you but because you don't want to have brown babies or you don't have dark skinned kids because oh this is what I was taught was ugly or this is what I taught was I just think it definitely comes from like just the beginning of like you know how we got here and like how they you know the whole willing to lynch letter and how like they construct Mm -hmm. us to think of ourselves so it definitely comes from that and it definitely comes from like not knowing and honestly we have to give our community like a lot of credit for like you know we just don't know sometimes because a lot of people haven't done their research and they're ignorant to do so like you know we weren't even able to read you know at one point so you know like that passed on for generations you know what I'm saying like so at some point you know yes it's sad but we have to give ourselves credits but like we were saying earlier the ones who do have the keys to open those doors for other people it's our responsibility to give that knowledge to somebody else you know knowledge is only powerful when you share it so the fact is you know we are aware that the people like the community that we come from may be a little different which is why we chose to go out and seek more so we have to be able to give that knowledge back and then you know at that point if a person chooses not to you know to you know be responsible or take that information and apply in a way that is positive then that's not your fault that's ignorance on that part then at that point then you can judge them you know but before then it's just like you know like we got to be careful too to give ourselves like credit it's just like uh, we weren't allowed to do a lot of things back then and that was passed on from generations too mm, so it's a cycle yeah it is and you have to break those so you know i i definitely like you know want to have like my offspring like you know look like me and like you know love who they are and know who they are because like that's also a powerful thing we weren't always able to be proud of who we were and like we have so many versions of representation now so that's a good that's a good thing like like even for us to be able to have this conversation like you know like sometimes they like even with in like the white community like if we were having this conversation they would be like you know what well what about us what about white women you know why do you know and it's always like that so it's it's just like terrible how they do and it's just like why do y'all have to you know let us have this like 
Like I, I love, I love our people. Like I love who we are. So. And one thing I wish that we would embrace more in the African American community is like being one. And like when I look at African Americans, I look at Africans, and I look at other cultures, like other islanders and things like that is yeah. that we don't mind living collectively yeah. in order to achieve something like yeah. outside of African Americans like you know we'll live your grandma your auntie your cousins whoever you'll see us in one setting um because every and everyone's working and they're like oh you know foreigners they're always working or they always live in one place but we do that to build up something more than what you know is right here in this moment we do that to help each other versus african americans a lot of the times you know oh i don't want to live with my mom i gotta leave her house i'm gonna leave her house and then you know everybody's living separately whereas if we would come together and just put our money together put our resources together we could really grow and that's something that african americans we you know i feel like we like that in our communities yeah so i definitely agree with that too and and like you said too there may be a statistic out there that says like you know we we actually do love ourselves you know like more than they show us or tell us that we do you know mm-hmm. and you know words are powerful things so if we have the power to change the narrative we should definitely practice like different ways of like how we speak on ourselves and like how we look mm-hmm. at ourselves because that's also like important so um do you guys have any final words on you know the topics that we spoke on tonight i think that was my final word (laughs) for real mine as well like i just Mm -hmm. stated well thank you guys for just tuning in to a raw conversation um tonight so make sure you guys tell a friend to tell a friend and even if you feel alone that's just because you haven't heard me yet so (laughs) rate comment and come back for more bye bye